can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Do you need an amazing waterproofing product? Look no more. BaseCrete is the number one cementitious 100% waterproofing membrane with a proprietary blend of polymers and specialized content. An easy to use all-in-one waterproofing membrane and bond coat that provides exceptional strength and unparalleled adhesion, yet remains flexible to absorb movement and the underlining concrete structure. With its range of application, BaseCrete is the ideal solution to protect or repair any concrete structure for use in swimming pools, roofs, terraces, foundations, cellars, deck, etc. It adheres directly to the substrate. No primer, no bond coat. How easy is that? Hey guys and gals, Heather here on the Talking Pools podcast with Hump Days with Heather. I hope you're having an amazing day. So on this episode, I want to talk about pool plaster that becomes pitted or etched. Very simple, to the point, driven as to why. It's very self-explanatory, a lot of pitted and etched, right? There's only like six things that I could think of off the top of my head, maybe a little bit more, that causes this, right? So let's just kind of dive into it and... If we're talking about a new plaster, if we're talking about a replaster, like a new pool plaster versus replaster, or if we're talking about olders, right? So just kind of just going to kind of mix them all together and you can kind of decipher what's best for you, right? So acid washing, right? Acid washing is also known as acid etching is the proper term of it, right? So it's a process that's used to prepare the pool surface for replastering for the most part, or removing algae or removing green or whatever the case may be. Because remember, when you're removing when you're removing anything out of that pool, you're kind of taking off that little layer of of the first top layer of plaster. That's how I explain it to my homeowners, right? So if we have a green to clean and we really that algae is just stuck on that plaster and we tell them, hey, we have to do an acid wash. I explained to them, hey, it's called acid etching because we remove that top layer of that plaster is what I like to say. That's where the homeowners can kind of understand it, even though you and I both know it's not the entire top layer, right? It's not really like a top layer. It's just to help them understand that we're etching it. So it's going to be a little bit more rough because we're removing the top part of that. When that happens, obviously that plaster is going to become a little pitted. It's going to become etched. It's going to become wavy in certain areas. And if that acid wash, if they don't properly neutralize it and rinse it off at the proper time, that's when it's going to start getting a lot worse during that pitting or that etching of that plaster. So when you acid wash, you've got to make sure that you're rinsing it off in the proper thing and you're diluting it, right? So my trick is take some Dawn dishwashing soap, mix it in with that acid that you're putting in there to help with the fumes because that the fumes are crazy if you're not having the respirator mask like my guys don't wear that even though they should they're like fuck it i'm i don't care i'm just like 
Oh God. I had a guy fall in acid, like the entire, you know, acids at the bottom were circulating. We got bicarb down there, you know, so on and so forth to help prevent the ring around. And it's still, he, he, he slips, he's in, he's in jeans and long sleeve shirts and rubber boots. And he, I don't know what happened. He, he had to step on the hose. I don't remember because I didn't see it, but all I saw was him rolling from the top of the pool down to the bottom. And it was a, it was a good dip pool, right? It wasn't like it was shallow. So he went, he slid all the way down and his entire body was covered in acid. And we immediately dumped him bicarb all over and rinsing him all off. And he was on fire for a while. You know, we'd send him to the, to the hospital, you know, had him checked out and make sure everything was fine, but that shit can be scary guys. So just make sure when you're acid washing pools, you're taking precautions and watching yourself because shit like that is not fun. Thank God it didn't get in his eyes, you know, but it was all over his body, including his balls. It did not feel good. Let me tell you. Um, my husband actually had one where I don't know what he did. I have to, I need to ask him because it's been a bit, but I had the pants. He was in pants and I guess acid, he spilled acid on his on his legs, like straight acid and his balls. I remember that too, because he, he was not happy. I just remember him coming home and just immediately jumping in the shower and just all down there. Right guys. I'm sure you can, I'm sure you can relate to that. But all I see is on the back porch when I got home was these pants just with holes all in them and the strings, like his pants were gone. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what? wait, these are the Chris's work pants that he just left with. Cause he only has, you know, a handful of work pants that he likes to use. And for certain things like acid washing versus tech, you know, cause he knows he's going to get stuff messed up, but I run upstairs and then he is in the shower and then he tells me, you know, what's going on. And it's super red. And I'm just like, I'm kind of freaking out. I'm like, go to the hospital. What the hell? What happened? You know, anyways, acid wash is very dangerous guys and gals. So protect yourself. All right. So nextly, we have water chemistry, right? We all know water chemistry can cause major etching and pitting, which is low pH or alkalinity in acidic conditions, right? Etching is also, well, it, I mean, the hard part about that is if you didn't do the startup on that pool, you don't have the record. So you can't really prove that, but yet you can see it from what you currently got. You can only think about, okay, this is what's going on with it. So make sure you have homeowners give you records. Hopefully they have them from a reputable company that can provide you with records, help you figure out what's going on. Because let's say you replaster this pool and you didn't do the startup because a lot of plaster companies don't do their own startup and it starts to pit really heavily and it's starting to etch. Well, as a pool professional, you should know that most of the time that automatically goes to pH or alkalinity, right? For acidic. But to help prevent that, check that and see what's going on. You also have problems from plaster mixing, right? If application and the curing variables aren't done properly, which can cause these to happen as well. You also want to make sure that you have water flow. Insignificant or uneven water flow can cause the pool plaster to become pitted or etched. So let's say you fill the spa up first and you don't turn off the return and it starts to shoot out the returns inside of the pool. Well, guess what's going to happen? That return's going to streak that plaster and then it's going to cause it to etch and streak. And then that's a hell of a time getting that out. And I love those streaks. Those are just amazing, right? Of course not. They're horrible. So just make sure you have proper returns. So in water flow. So when you fill it up, 
you want to get two hose in there and start filling it up just as quickly as you can. Or if that spa, they fill that spa and that spa starts to overflow and you have that tanning ledge or even the bottom of the pool, it doesn't matter. And it's constantly hitting that one section. It's going to pit that area. So, and obviously we can't fix that. So I always tell customers, don't let that spot overfill until I get here if we're filling it up. And then make sure we start doing the two hoses with everything to get it all filled up properly and quickly to avoid cracks or anything like that. Also helps prevent dirt and debris that get into the surface, which can cause damage with organic staining or inorganic staining, depending on what it is. So that helps prevent that as well. Physical wear and tear. So let's talk about if it's an older plaster, right? So it's pitting, it's etching. It's a result of physical wear and tear on that plaster. So let's say that pool is used frequently, frequently with heavy objects on the plaster with people walking around it. It can be worn and damaged over time. And if improper balance at some point of that life is given, right? And plaster has a life expectancy, right? I have seen I've seen standard white plaster last 12 to 15 years. It's not unheard of down here because of the way it's mixed and the polymers that was added to it, the manufacturers, the way that they were doing it. And I've had a plaster that was pebbled that was 25 years was the oldest that I think I've seen. And we just ended up replastering that one. My personal pool, I did pebble and I think I, I replastered my pool in 13 so it's been seven years and it looks brand new. Now I'm starting to get, I just noticed this last week, which I'm pretty pissed about because, you know, we're selling our house, but I'm getting rebar coming through my plaster. I'm like, son of a bitch. So I am debating on fixing that and then patching that or just waiting until the inspection and just dealing with it that. But so physical wear from old pitting happens from old age. Don't always think it's something immediately, right? Let's talk about poor quality plaster jobs. This happens more than most people want to believe, I hope. So when that happens, let's say that if the plaster itself is poor quality and you have just standard white, obviously that's going to happen. And then they acid wash it for some reason. I've had people say that like homeowners, like, yeah, they acid wash my white plaster after it was done. I'm like, what? Why? No, don't, don't do that. Using low quality plaster, doing acid washes when it's not needed, it can lead to premature damage, delamination, pitching, etching, etc. So bottom line, guys, to help prevent it, it's important to maintain proper water chemistry Make sure you have water flow that's correct. Avoid placing heavy objects on the plaster surface, right? No like dumbbells in the pool. And yes, I have seen people put dumbbells in the bottom of the pool and let it sit. Um, and that was fun. Make sure you're keeping up with your mixing ratios. Make sure that you are not acid washing improperly. Um, make sure that you take all precautions when you're mixing the plaster itself to make sure you're doing the proper water ratio and all of that. We all know that quote unquote pits versus waves are totally different. So you always want to make sure you explain this to the homeowner, you know, your pits versus your, your waves, cause it's a cement products. So it's going to flow and gun night's not perfect, right? It's cement as well that it goes on top shot, create gun night, all the above. 
So it's going to flow with the body. And of course, you're going to see it more at nighttime with that light on as well. So keep that in mind too. Like my contract covers all of that because I want to make sure that they fully understand if they choose not to read it, that's on them because I can't go over every little aspect that can happen with the pool during a replaster process. Well, that's my little tidbit for becoming pitted or etched in plaster. And if you have any questions, give us a call or an email. All right, guys. Bye. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 